This is Dr. Kayvon K, founder of Simplify.Zone. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with the Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, everyone. Today, we've got the founder of Simplify.Zone, Dr. Kayvon K. We get into the different ways to mix your learning. We talk about how he helps people get out of their own way through 15-minute increments and why it's best to outsource as opposed to going at it alone. Check it out. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have the founder of Simplify.Zone, Dr. Kevon Khalilzadeh. Dr. K, how are you, man? Good. Thank you, Brandon. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Uh, wonderful. I appreciate you taking the time. And when the listeners realized all the unbelievable nuggets that you're going to be dropping today and they want to reach out and they want to work with you, where is the best place either personally or on social for them to reach out to you? Well, they can always, uh, on all social media, I am Dr. K Von K. So that's D-R-K-A-Y-V-O-N-K. And the website is simplify.zone. I guess this website is the easiest, right? Simplify.zone, simplified. Yeah, and you've got a couple uh, tests on there that people can see where they lie, which I was uh, I was playing around with the other, the other day just because of the success finder that we're building out. And we're going to be building that matching portion. So I figure, you know, why not go to the good doctor and see what he's doing? and what you're building out. So I appreciate you. Yeah, I always find uh, quizzes to be a very good place to, to get started. You know, um, people um, not only get into the right mindset of the conversation we're going to have, but also we both have a basis to, to start a conversation. So what's going on here? Why the answer to that? What's going on with the score and that sort of thing. So depending on what, uh, what they're looking at, there is a productivity quiz. There is a genius zone quiz. And there is a business health quiz. So that also sets the tone. Perfect, perfect. Well, we'll get into that here in a little bit, but let's, uh, let's dive into it. You know, there's a lot of ways to learn and access information today. I feel it's changed over the last five, 10 years. When we were younger, mm -hmm. it was textbooks and teachers. And then it was family and friends and coworkers. But it's, that's a sliver of what's really possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. It has changed a lot. And I always struggled at school because that model of you guys sit there and be quiet and I'll stand over here and talk or, you know, read from the book, that didn't work for me until I realized many years later in my late 20s that I am more of an auditory person. I am what you call a uh, listener talker. So this is, the this is I guess, the... the one of the most important things that anybody can pay attention to, ask yourself, when it comes to receiving information, am I, more of a, am I more a listener or a reader? I know, you know, videos and all of that combined is always stronger. But if I had to choose between reading or listening, which one is the one that I prefer, 
And also when it comes to communicating, explaining something, are you a writer or a talker? And there could be any kind of combination, but just knowing that about yourself and the people that you work with, you suddenly can facilitate a lot, a lot of things easier for each other. And basically, I know I am a listener talker. So people who work with me, my assistant and all people like that, they always know if they want to get my attention and have a better conversation with me, it, ha- it needs to be verbal. Don't send me an email. That could be just a record. But if you want something done with K1, I'm a listener talker. So I switched from reading to listening. That was the biggest change. And, and obviously, you know that it means audiobooks and, and podcasts. Even now, and even when I'm write, reading a um, like PDF or article, I have screen readers to read it for me. And uh, with the technology, the, the voice that is reading it to me is, sounds more and more like human voice. So it's, it's getting better and better. So that has been the first big change, reading to listening. And then um, YouTube videos. I am so glad that this whole phenomenon of podcasts and interviews and YouTube, all of that, gives us access to the best minds. If I want to, here's how it changed. I used to read books. Then I realized there are so many books, I can just look at summaries and pick the ones that I really want to go deeper. Then there was something even better than summaries that gave me a better understanding of what the book is about, but in a short time, which was if I'm reading, if I'm interested in reading a book, I search for a podcast that that author was interviewed about that book. So in one hour, the author gives me the gist, the meat of the concept, and I hear it for the first time. So especially podcasts, or if they have a talk or a presentation somewhere, I always start with that and give myself a, an overall of the idea. And if this is something that I want to go deeper, then I'll invest the time in listening to the whole book. Wow. Amazing. And, and I love how you went with that. You're a listener. And I was going to say, hey, I bet audiobooks are your jam. Yes. I'm kind of in between because reading, typically I can only read so much because I'll yes. have to keep reading some of the same sentences over so I can really take it in. And I'll catch myself if I'm listening to the entire interview or what I'm supposed to be learning that I'll kind of doze off or I'll just kind of fade off. And I'm like, wait, what am I just listening to? So it's almost like I need the best of both worlds, a little audio, a little reading, and then, you know, mesh that together sometimes. That, that's true. And sometimes I do that too. Like I have, I have the book in my hand or in Kindle and the listening of, of the thing. So I give myself that audiovisual experience of looking at the words and listening to them. And number two is that dozing off because here's the thing, Brandon, you can understand everything that I say when I speak with this speed, but when I speak faster, you still catch up with what I'm trying trying to say. So what I do is I put the speed on faster. So not only I save time, but because the, the conversation is going on an audiobook or podcast faster, my brain has less chances to go after shiny objects and stays on, on topic. Because it's going fast, I need to be on top of it. So that's a that's a, like a focus trick that I use for myself. I love it. I'm going to try that. And also, I need to look at maybe getting that Kindle so I can have the words and have the auditorial right there. So yes, yes, you've already made an impact on me today. So I appreciate that. I'm glad. Yeah, so early. I love it. I love it. And that's why we have people like you on the Mastermind Effect. Well, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. So. There's more ways to take in information than ever before. And it can be super confusing. Okay. Yes. 
Some people, they look for accountability buddies, masterminds, coaches, online courses. There's a lot of ways to learn out there. Yes. Who are you currently learning from? And as equally as important, how did you find and connect with them? Got it. That's a very good question. And you're right. There are some, like anything you want to do, we have too many options, too many choices. It's easy to, to feel drowned in everything. And everything is, is designed to get your attention too. <laughs> so, so what am I learning these days? Uh, who am I learning from? I am, I am going back. I, a few years ago, I did, um, I studied marketing a lot. I fell in love with it and I'm going back with fresh eyes, beginner's mind and go to some of the previous stuff, reviewing them and going deeper this time. So more specifically, I really like what I'm learning from Rich Sheffron that a friend of mine many years ago gave me one of his reports. And through Rich Sheffron, I got to know about Jay Abraham. And whatever Jay talks about, you need to really pay attention to because it has layers upon layers and upon layers. So when it comes to marketing, Rich and Jay, and I, as I said, I found out about Jay through Rich. I am enjoying Marcus Aurelius, and I got to know about him through Ryan Holiday books. I love Rumi. I am those books that you see back there. They are all about his poems and, um, you know, going deeper to explanation. And uh, who else? Jaco Wilkin, Will, Willink. And I got to hear about him through Joe Rogan, I think. So those are some names that comes to my mind. <laughs> and, and I love that. So a lot of the time I get like one or two people, one or two names, uh -huh. or it's a, it's a broad answer, but you have a wide spectrum. It's like if we had a, a color wheel right there, uh -huh. you went from Joe Rogan to Jay Abram. <laughs> to, I mean, like, and, and where you're getting your resources. And I think that's really important is not to have a singular place or, or two locations. You're, you're literally just, you know, you're getting your sources from a lot of different respect, respectable places. Well, they all have important things to say, and I think it's our duty to expose ourselves to that and through ourselves expose others that they are in our immediate circles to, to those things. So it, it, it's a give and take, and it's, it becomes a, a labor of love. Also, um, I really enjoy, you know, the sources may be different, yet human nature is human nature. So I really enjoy those moments in these conversations or listening or learning when you see that thing that was over there is exactly the same thing that is over here. That thing that applies to current times also was true 2000 years ago. When you have those moments of, ah, oh, it's all the same. I, I kind of live in those moments. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. History, history repeats itself and we can definitely learn from it. We can learn from Marcus Aurelius. We can learn from past presence and and who are going to be the people in the future so i love it thank you for sharing that with us so a lot of people they get stuck and sometimes we just don't know what to execute in our head we can't see the tree through the forest we're still going through a pandemic and to me i feel like it's causing a reset and how we're able to accomplish things how have masterminds helped you when you're looking to reset yourself and how you accomplish when you're starting to feel stuck for many years, I had this belief, which wasn't serving me, that if it's, you know, something going on, I got to be able to fix it. I, it's my problem. I know, you know, better than anybody else. I got to fix it. Not having enough experience in life to realize this reality that all of us, because we are so close to our own projects, 
we can't see what's going on, you know. So I many I thought this is a skill that I have to develop for me, you know, for many years. I tried to do that and it's a battle lost before you even start it. So I have given up on that. If I'm stuck, I do not spend any of my time, energy, attention or effort on it. Immediately have a conversation with someone, call a coach, join a mastermind or that sort of thing. Because what I am able to do for my clients or, you know, uh, accountability bodies or mastermind members, which is we can see each other patterns. They can do the same thing to me. So they can tell me where is it that uh, I am repeating my own patterns? Where is it that I'm making the wrong turns or spinning my wheels? What is it that I'm doing too much or not enough? And more importantly, what is it that I am avoiding? <laughs> uh, how about I tell you a story about that? So um, I'm sure your listeners have, have heard of my mentor, Mr. Michael Gerber who wrote the book E-Myth, you know, many, many books. Actually, his uh, PowerPoint book is my favorite book. But anyway, so this is December 2005, and we are in Sonoma, California, in the very first Dreaming Room event that Michael was hosting. And uh, it was 25 of us, 25 of us in a room, and a, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of an event. And when it came to my turn to have the microphone, I was kind of stuck and I didn't know what to talk about. So I just opened my mouth, started talking about what's going on. And uh, I was explaining some, I was trying to explain where I feel there's a, there's something going on. There is mismatch, you know, I'm, I'm spinning my wheels. I was saying, you know, I, uh, I wanted to, when I was young, I wanted to go to university and become a doctor. And I did that. And I decided I don't want to do that anymore. So I stopped. I wanted to get married. I found a good woman. She's beautiful. I have a young baby. I wanted to move to Canada. I'm here. I am. So I'm I'm talking and just saying all of these things without much of a sense of accomplishment or or even pride or any of that. It's all of that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So as I'm speaking, Michael walked towards me and brought his hand very close to my face. Like stop. His palm is like one inch from my nose. And he yelled, stop. And in that few seconds of silence after that, half of me was thinking, how dare you? And the other half of me, the other voice inside of me said, where were you all my life? And he started talking after that. And he said, Kayvon, yeah, you say this, you say that, you say this. But what I'm really hearing is I don't matter in my own life. And it really hit me like a, you know, brick wall. And I realized that is what I am saying. This cynic was born in me many, many years ago and was undermining everything that I have accomplished. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, everything goes to hell. Yeah, we are going to die. None of this matters. None of this matters. None of this matters. But he was able to see that, go, you know, cut through that and stop me and basically save me from myself. So I don't care who you are. Everybody needs a coach. Wow. And that, that's unbelievably powerful. I appreciate you sharing that intimate moment that really happened at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. you are absolutely correct with your last statement. Everybody needs a coach and more than one. Yes. Coaches, yes. mentors. We talk about it all the time in the solo shows, but wow, I just want us to take in what you just shared with us and, and, and realize, I think we, we do that a lot. Yeah. We're, we're our own worst critic and we aren't there taking care of yes. ourselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Wow. Thank you. We need to do that for others and let them to do that to us. Well, I guess that's what we call mastermind effect. 
That is the mastermind. <laughs> right there, right? Yeah. It's other people's experiences and letting everyone take care of each other on that. So absolutely. Speaking of masterminds, they've been around for a long time, dating back to the apostles. Then Benjamin Franklin, he's got the uh, Leather Apron Club, the Junto Club. And mm-hmm. then this guy by the name of Napoleon Hill writes the book, Think and Grow Rich, and, and, and brings the word mastermind to the forefront and gives it more of a definition. Mm-hmm. As I feel there's been a large boom in self-education over the last mm-hmm. several years, where do you see the parallels moving between self-education versus standardized education moving forward? That's an interesting question. And let me start by reminding myself, <laughs> but let me start by saying that I'm not an expert in this, in education. I have been always interested in it, but I'm not an expert. So I'm, I can only speak from my own experience. When I'm looking into working with someone, either you know collaboration, hiring, whatever the situation, unless it's something that is heavily dependent on the standard education, like lawyer, doctor, that kind of thing, for the rest of it, especially with my business, which is an online business, has a lot to do with being up to date with what's going on. The standard education doesn't play a big role, so I don't care about it. I, I don't. I know that is standard education. The question is a standard education versus self-education, but not kind of not even that for me. I'm looking for knowledge, and and more than that, I'm looking for insight. Like people who are beginner at something have a different understanding than intermediate or expert. So I'm looking for people who are in that expert or just getting to expert that have that deep intuitive understanding of something. And basically I'm looking for wisdom, which comes with knowledge plus experience and and that sort of thing. So I don't know if I was able to answer your question, but that's, that's what came to my mind when you asked me that question. Yeah, it's, it's interpretive. I mean, it's however you see it and Mm-hmm. We're all the expert in whatever field that we're in or we're, we're supposed to be. That's why we have the people that we have on there. We vet the people that we're having on there, on here. And uh, there is no wrong answer in, in what you see and how you see it. Absolutely. So typically when people invest in their future, they have a better than vague idea of what they're going to get out of it. They're able to have an expectation of either the people that are going to be in the room or what the outcome should be. What should people expect when they enter Dr. K's reality Ooh. and work with you. Let me tell you another story. <laughs> so a few years ago, my aunt was uh, visiting Vancouver. And uh, she, the last time she had some, you know, I haven't seen her for, I don't know, about 20 years or so. Um, so that, that her last update was when I was just graduating from medical school and becoming a doctor. So that, that was the latest version of me that she knew. And she was asking, what's going on? What are you doing these days? And I thought, oh boy, how do I explain entrepreneurial coaching? <laughs> so I took on the challenge and I started to talk. You know, I, I mentioned, I kind of mentioned my own journey that I, when I decided not to be a doctor, I became a web designer, then internet programmer, then I got interested in business and what's going on over there and growth of it, which is called marketing. And then I connected all of that to how we get on our own way. And for some reason, my natural gift, which was like anybody's natural gift, was hidden from me for many, many years until it was discovered. My natural gift seems to be that I help people get out of their own way. It's through clarity. It's through cutting through BS or, or all of the things that they come up or being or contrast. I really enjoy having conversations that I we create a lot of contrast. So I said, that's, you know, entrepreneurs 
entrepreneurship, creating a business, it's something that anybody who's in charge has to, to do it alone because they're in charge, they're responsible. But does that, that does not that mean lonely. So alone and lonely are two different topics. So they're alone, but not lonely. Getting help from coaches, mentors, masterminds, and all of that. And that's what I do. I help them get out of their own way. And that's what I do. And she listened. <laughs> Simple and beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And she listened to me. And after a few seconds says, yeah, but Kevin, that's what you always did. I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> so she knew me from when I was a little boy. So she gave me a bunch of examples from what I did to, you know, for my cousins or her daughter and this and that. Remember when my daughter was stuck in this and you found the course and found the book and give it to her and put her on the right path and this and that. And she gave me a bunch of examples that became, I noticed, no, yeah, she's right. I always have been doing this. So what people can expect when we meet for the first time or we work together is everything you said, you know, getting unstuck getting back on track, staying on track, getting out of their own way. And many times I find we always pay attention to things backwards. So getting getting our perspective right. Um, let me give you an example. In growing our business and doing things, we want to be more efficient. We want to be able to do things faster, easier, better, and all of that. And we kind of skip the most important thing before that, which is let's make sure that we are doing the right things first. Because if we don't pick the right things, which is effectiveness, we might get really good at doing the wrong things really fast. <laughs> let's not do that. So that's putting his stuff over there. And let's make sure we pay attention to effectiveness first. Then efficiency is, is the, I guess, what I bring to the conversation and put that structure in place. Basically, the order of the work that I like to do with my clients is first, we focus on effectiveness then execution, then efficiency, as in first we have to make it work, then we make it work better, and then we make it work faster, easier, cheaper, and all of that. So keeping us on, on that track is the biggest thing that I can do to serve my clients. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, just because it's right. That's, that's how we do it. A few of my other companies that I finally realized is like, if we come up with the problem, like if we do this, what are all the problems that's going to create and how can we not do it? Start mm -hmm. doing it well, then become yes. good, then become great at it. But like figure you got you have to actually implement perfection is never actually taking off because there is no such thing as perfection. So, but there is pursuit of perfection, which is yes. The, what, what we do over there, what we do at, you know, creating our businesses. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I feel that people have a way of surprising us and whether it's their, their drive or the willingness to learn. When you work with the people that you work with, whether it's from a coaching, a mastermind, whatever the platform is, yes. has anyone been through one of your programs that has surprised you and what they were able to accomplish? And what was the outcome because they worked with you? Well, this guy comes to my mind. He uh, used to be a client, now a friend. His name is Mo. And um, the reason that I say he comes to my mind because like every once in a while, every 12 or 18 months or so, he sends me another text. Okay, one. Thank you so much for the for the work that we did. The effect, the impact is still going. Um, well, he did all the work. So what happened with him was he had he was he had a full time job and a side hustle. He was passionate about both good um, good worker, hard worker, also a bunch of other personal goals, optimizing his own life and that sort of thing. Basically, too many things were going on. Like when he was 
he wanted to move, for example, he was trying to do everything himself. So this same conversation we applied to everything in his life, which was basically, dude, get a bunch of movers, let's do them for you. <laughs> so we we looked at his work, either uh, more uh, more important, more specifically his side hustle, and we outsourced, removed anything that could be outsourced, and let other people do that for him. So he had more time, energy, and freedom to do what's important. And then the project that they, they were his projects to, to do, we practiced the discipline of working on one project and one project only until it's done. And it is, you know, giving you the results, whether money or whatever, then moving on to the next one and letting the other one do its work, bringing all of its value while you work on it. So a first project, you finish it, then you move because the tendency is, oh, all of these projects are important. Let me do some of this and let me do some of that. And then let me do some of the other ones. So this way we feel that we're giving them all progress. But guess what? We are also delaying all of them giving us the results that they can give us. The project gives you the result, either money or whatever, when it's finished. So first project finished, then the next one, then the next one. And uh, another thing that was we uh, we de we defined and basically determined when what time of the day is his best high performing time of the day, which is a concept called peak time. We kept his peak time blocked sacred for his important projects. So those blocks, though that two hours of per day was not to be, he was not going to do any other work except his most important work. So these, these things on top of each other, they started to give some sort of a compound effect <laughs> result for him. Can, can you real quick, I'd love to hear, how do you find, what's a quick, easy way to find your peak time? Right. Well, first of all, in most of us, almost everybody, our peak time is sometime in the morning. There are some people who are evening or late night kind of a peak time, but it's um, just uh, start keeping track of how how you feel different time of the day. So a sheet that you just have times of the day, doesn't matter what task you're doing, you record the task, what you're doing, but you also record how do you feel and you do that for two weeks and you see the pattern starts to emerge that uh, you are doing your, at this time of the day, regardless of the task, you feel better. It's a 90 minute period for everyone. Mine is somewhere between 9.30 to 12 o'clock, 9 to 11.30 kind of a thing. Um, so you, you see that pattern. There is also uh, my friend and my coach, um, Ari Mizell of Less Doing. He also created an app called Peak Time. So you can also go to the app store of your phone and it's a it's done through what is called the CNS tap test. So different time of the day, basically you tap on your phone, tap, 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 tap in 30 seconds or so. And because it's your nervous system and all of your rhythms to be on their top. So they're the pattern of how many taps you can to do per, um, during that time can be determined. So manual or with the app, you can find out when is your peak time and basically more data you have, more knowledge you have, more wisdom you get. Wow, just dropping more awesome stuff right there. <laughs> and I don't think you mentioned Ari Mizell when it was who are you learning from and uh, that you're working with Ari, so. Yes, Ari has been also a great mentor, a great coach and a great friend, absolute master of productivity and getting things done um, in the efficient way. So I, uh, you know, um, his website is uh, less doing, lessdoing.com. The model he has is called replaceable founder to replace yourself in what you're not good at. 
So uh, that's something that I absolutely think everybody should look into. Yeah, absolutely. Just more unbelievable stuff right there. All right. So when, when I work with my coach or we talk about the solo shows, we talk about what it takes to be successful. And I think there's there's a lot of different formulas in there, but it's it's mentorship, experimentation, partnerships, willingness to fail. Yes, yes. But then also willingness to succeed equally as important. What do you feel as a key ingredient when it comes to being successful? Let's connect it with what we just talked about, that peak time idea. Okay, so we said for Mo, we put his most important project in his peak time. That's a good idea for short term, but the long term policy should be my genius zone work, my unique talent or unique ability, different names. My That kind of work should be done in my peak time. So one advice that starts giving you know, um, uh, dividends right away is do your genius work in your genius time. <laughs> the power of when, right? Because don't, um, don't start earlier or postpone it to later. Your genius zone in your genius time, I think, and done consistently through time starts to give dividends and um, makes the path to success not only a lot more effective, but also more joyful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. As we're, as we're coming to an end here, a few more questions. I feel that there's always new ideas brewing when, when times are good. It's, it's easy to be successful when the world is clicking. Yes. But I think innovation and ingenuity come at times when we feel the squeeze and the world is feeling the squeeze. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you? Well, this is one of those things that is true. Always is true. But specifically with what's going on these days, it's more relevant or people make make a better connection with it. I am working on a uh, presentation which is related to, to my work. I'm calling it Take Back Control, okay, which is that whole idea of feeling stuck and getting unstuck, feeling lost and finding our, you know, getting back on track and staying on track. So these three prongs of unstuck, feeling stuck, feeling lost, and feeling off track, how can we turn all of them on their head? And the general pattern in all of that is by taking back control, we have less reactions and more responses to what's in front of us. So more control, more progress. Nice. And then one other thing that I'm just, I'm going to throw out there that you're working on it that's coming out in the next 12 months, I believe. You got a book coming out, I think, don't you? Yes, the book. This is self-promotion time. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the platform. Like, so yeah, tell us the name of the book and when it, you expect it to come out and give us like a quick snippet of what it's going to be about. This also was another gift that Michael Gerber gave me by, you know, calling me to um, rise. So um, a while ago, I got a message from him. Hey, Kayvon, it's been a while. Let's get on a Zoom call. What are you up to these days? So we are chatting and I'm telling him the projects that I'm working on, the clients that I have and the work that we do. And he says, Kayvon, it is time for you to write your book. And inside, I was like, ah. <laughs> but the answer that I actually gave to, um, to him was, yes, I will do that. Because guess what? If your mentor asks you to do something, you say yes. And um, I didn't know what to do this, how to do this. I am a listener talker, not a writer, remember? So it was scary. It was intimidating. It was challenging. I, uh, everything I did didn't work. So I struggled for a, for a little bit, little bit of time that then 
that um, there must be a better way reflex kicked in. So I looked into the book writing processes and programs and out there, found the good one that I like. I am a big believer to giving ourselves to a process. Somebody has done the thinking and all we have to do is be a follower, follow the process. I believe best leaders are also best followers. Best teachers are also best students. So I found the process that I gave my commitment to it. I followed the process step by step. And one thing come after another. And fortunately with the blog posts or videos or other sources of content that I have created, they all started to come together and like pieces of puzzle, puzzle find their places. The first five months was writing the first draft of the manuscript. Here is another um, point about having a good coach. So our book mentor, book coach, he mentioned it a few times that do not worry about the quality of your work in your first draft. Everybody's first draft is embarrassing. If it's not embarrassing, you have, you know, you have been doing. So that was a real help when it comes to having a confidence to just put something together. So I think I ended up with over 58,000 words and I submitted that and that's done. Now the next um, 11 months, which starts next week, is going to be the first five or six months is going to be rewriting and editing. And uh, five or six months after that, lots of promotion and you'll get my spam <laughs> basically. <laughs> And sending it out that the book is for entrepreneurs and with the um, our common friends helped me to be able to identify the promise of the book. The promise of the book is extreme effectiveness for entrepreneurs. And of course, the name of the book is Simplify. So book is called Simplify, extreme effectiveness for entrepreneurs and coming to you sometime later in 2021. There and we'll help support it, promote it on the success finder and probably try to find a way to have some giveaways to where we can have some of the members that are on there have Definitely. access to that to where we take care of that for them. So, yeah, I'm planning to um, donate all of the proceeds to entrepreneurial charities and especially educating kids and that sort of thing. We were talking about education uh, because we all know the book is not going to make you money. So we might as well, you know promote it in a way that people know their money is going to a good place and it's going to help kids. And during this time, if any of, if you or any of your listeners are interested, so now that the draft is done, I am, I, I, I had this idea to do this process of rewriting and re-editing and refining it with a group of future readers. So beta group first. So if anybody's interested, I am going to send updates and videos of each concept in the book. I'm going to basically do a Zoom call, explain it, get feedback. People give me thumbs up, thumbs down, love it, hate it, and kind of co-author it with people who are going to read it. So if they're interested, simplify.zone slash book is where they can put themselves on the um, update list. I love That's it. the first book. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's the first book. And the second one after that is going to be called Respond. So which is the internal challenges of, of entrepreneurship. So one will take care of the practical challenges and environment, the other one, the internal challenges. Hopefully we can be all more effective and more successful. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, all right, last one. What is a tip, and you, you've already given so many, but I always end it with this. What's a tip or a tactic or an actionable item that if the listeners implement it today, they would see 
a real impact over the next 30, 60, 90 days in their personal or business life. Okay, how about the next 24 hours? <laughs> there you go. Hey, that, okay. that is, that is bam. <laughs> yes, the, the general advice, I'm gonna give you the advice that I try to listen to it myself all the time, and also an example. The advice is go with your physiology. So for example, we have heard of the Pomodoro method, which is intermittent kind of a working. That, that considers where our, you know, how, how long we can keep our attention and that sort of thing. So it's not time management, it's engagement management, it's focus management. So example is this thing for the people who watch the video. This is a cube timer that I have on my desk. So any kind of timer that you can use and I work in 15 minute sprints. So I set the timer and I go. Now the physiologic part is get a physical one, put it on your desk. I noticed when I did the same thing with electronic timers, it wasn't as effective until I got a physical timer and this act of turning it with my wrist sends the right signals to your nervous system that you basically signaling your body with, I guess, some sort of a neurological signal that okay we are ready to get into the zone click go kind of a thing so get yourself a, a desk timer put it on your desk kitchen timer kind of a thing whether it's cube or hourglass or whatever and do that physical act of work starts here we go and speaking of that i also enjoy this thing that's easy button so when i finish what i i do this is how i celebrate that was easy I had one back in the day. I yes. had one, I, and there's a couple other things we used it for. But yeah, I love it. That is, uh, that is a simplified method at its best. But the 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 15 minute increments. I've interviewed someone that uh, lives their life in 15 minute increments. It's like this is how my calendar is. This is how I set it up. And this is he's you know the top realtor in the country, and he's just like this is how I live my life. And so I I couldn't agree with you more. This is that whole idea of unique ability. I re, I realize. Success for my, the way that I am built is a series of, is not a marathon, is a series of sprints. So therefore it allows me to do the work of helping my client find their unique ability and their peak time and put it on together and schedule it so they can just go. Absolutely. All right. We have got Dr. Kayvon K, the founder of Simplify.Zone. Dr. Kayvon, I appreciate your time and everything that, uh, that you let us in on today. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Brandon, for having me here. This was fun. I really enjoyed our conversation. I did as well. I can't wait. We're going to talk after this, but thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing The Mastermind Effect.